Last episode was about positive or negative influencers. The week before the episode, God dropped the word influencer into my spirit, so I began to study it. Other words for it are effect, impact, control, sway, hold power, and authority. The word influencer means the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, or the effect itself. Someone who affects or changes the way other people behave. I kind of feel like it got a little heavy last episode. So, if I offended anyone, that was not my intention. I only wanted to help us better understand how important our influence is on others. Me, personally, I'm just trying to be more of a positive influence instead of a negative one. Hi, and thanks for joining me today. If you are new here, welcome to my podcast. If you haven't yet commented or rated it, please do that now. With every new comment and rating, it boosts my podcast, enabling me to reach more people. When I began thinking about what to name my podcast, I tried many different names, but Throne Room Encounters just jumped right off the page at me. The reason for that? An encounter is to meet unexpected, a chance meeting. This is exactly what a Throne Room Encounter is, that moment when God steps into the room and the atmosphere changes. I knew when I read the definition of encounter, this was it. Join me each week as I dig deeper into God's Word, talk about my own personal throne room encounters, miracles, healings, promises from God, answered prayers, and unanswered prayers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Have a lovely day. Hi everyone, hope you've had a great couple of weeks. Um, Due to sickness, I wasn't able to complete an episode for last week. So, I started it and I had a thought, but I just, I didn't have very much of a voice and I was pretty sick, so I couldn't do anything with it. So, I just created something for this week and kind of gave myself a little longer to study it. And then this week was my birthday week. It was actually Saturday, and uh, that's actually the day I like to record my podcast most of the time. But Crumble Cookie was calling my name. Insert grinning emoji, or the eyes covered one if you want. Um, They give you a free cookie on your birthday, and it was worth it to go get it. But anyway, so we are here on Monday night. It is 9.34, and I'm finally recording my podcast. I had a long work week, and so I've just been kind of getting little pieces of it here and there. But anyway, um, so I guess we need to begin. So here we go. I follow a page on Instagram called Women of Faith. And the other day, they posted this phrase, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And under that, that's part of the scripture from Habakkuk 2 and 3. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. 
God does things in his time. And it may seem slow to us sometimes, but in his time it will happen. And this scripture, it is something I've held on to this whole year. It's, you know, sometimes it feels like God is dragging his feet and sending me my promises. And that's kind of a harsh thing to say about God, but maybe not harsh, but I don't know. It's just not something you you would want to say about God, I guess. Um, But sometimes I feel that way. And it makes me question myself. And it makes me wonder, what's wrong with me? And, you know, I think the hardest promise for me to wait on has been the fact that I'm still single at 37. And that's hard. And I'm just being real. This is just what I felt. And, you know, it may not be for everybody, but this is what I felt. But it's really hard sometimes. And I had a friend send me, um, she sent me something last week, I think it was. and. It talks about how God created man and woman for each other. He didn't create anything else. You know, community work, friends. I mean, it's it's, it's in our DNA to crave that male and female relationship. And that's exactly how I feel. There's sometimes that I just crave that connection. That I just want it. Just like it's in a, a woman's DNA to want to mother a child, to want to birth children. Some sometimes you just have that desire. And in the world today, porn has gripped the world so bad. And, you know, abortion has been pushed. And this woman, she talks about how sin has played such a role in the lack of godly marriages that it's hard to have a good godly relationship. And that's why there's so many people in their thirties that are still single. And I, I totally agree because I'm 37 and I'm not 37 because I've dated a lot and I've just been picky. That That's not the issue. In all honesty, this year makes 20 years since I've been on a date, 20 years. And to some people, that seems pathetic. And to me, it seems pathetic. But it's also the opportunity's just not been there. There's been people, you know, men that have come into my life or guys that I've, I've been attracted to or I thought I could have a relationship with. And they didn't feel the same way or it was just on my part. And then there's been times that I've had them interested in me, but they weren't right for me. And that's, that's only happened in the last, you know, year. And that's, what's crazy about it is, you know, I don't feel like it's because I have my standards set too high. I literally have not had the opportunity. And when, when my friend sent this to me and I read it, I couldn't get over it. She said that she had a conversation with someone and they were talking about it. And I felt, you know, like so many people judge people in their 30s that are single. And, it, you know, who are you to judge us for being single is how I felt. You know, that's how I want to say it sometimes. 
If I've heard it one time, I've heard it a million times. Why are you still single? Why are you not married? You know, just go out there and find somebody. It's not that easy. And my daddy makes jokes sometimes about it. And the first thought that comes to my mind, I'm like, dad, they're not just men floating in bubbles. And I can just be like, ooh, that one looks nice and pop the bubble and there he is. It's not like that. If it was that easy, then I would have been married in my early 20s like I desired. And I would have a house full of kids. You know, that's what I wanted. But that's not what God had for me. And I had to come to terms with that. And I had to understand, you know, there were steps to getting me to the point where things that I was promised. And I was promised a husband. And I was promised the desires of my heart, which is kids. And, you know, those are promises from God. And I feel like God is still going to give me those promises. But it's just not the right time. And... Waiting is just hard. It's really hard. And this lady, when I read this from her, it was just, it was crazy to me because sometimes it's just hard to be content in in singleness. There's times that I'm not content. There's times that I just want to just close myself off from everybody around me. But then you look at something like the word waiting. It's mentioned 86 times throughout the scripture. And in many times, it's associated with pain and longing. The hardship of waiting, the pain we feel in it, is a small portrayal of creation groaning in the wait to be united with Christ. And that's from Romans 8, 22 through 23. This woman, her name is Lauren. I think it's Keldridge. And it just, she just spoke to me so strongly because it's almost like she understood exactly how I felt. Do you know, I feel that way sometimes. I feel like, I feel like I just want to groan in this waiting and I want to just be like, God, what in the world? You know, I never dreamed that it would be like this. But then I look at the, the places God's taken me spiritually and I look at, what he's done in my life. And I think, wow, you know, if this is all he ever does for me, I can be content in it right now. And I am. And, you know, I talk, I've talked before on the podcast about God giving me a word for the year. And I didn't even realize that's what he was doing until I listened to uh, the Unashamedly You podcast and she talked about it. And it hit me. I could go back and tell you the words for the last, you know, four years at least. And it seemed like for three or four years in a row, it, the word was wait. For about three years in a row, it was definitely wait. And then it was like halfway through the year, he gave me the words peace and contentment. And then for this year, I feel like he gave me the words patience and endurance. It's crazy, you know, how you, you just, I just, I don't know if it works like this for you, but in my prayer time, it's almost like God drops a word into my mind. And, and like I said, I don't know if this is how it works for you, but I almost feel like sometimes I have a conversation with God, just like I'm having one with you. And when he drops a word in my mind or a phrase in my mind, I'll be like, okay, God, what about that? 
And it's almost like he starts speaking to me. And he starts telling me things. And, it, you know, when he gave me the words patience and endurance, I thought, oh, God, what in the world do you want me to endure? Have I not endured enough? And then this year, I've had some hits this year. But he has given me the endurance to make it through each and every one of them. And the year's not over. There may be more coming. But he's given me patience to deal with it. To deal with the waiting, the wondering, the not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. And even in all of that, I'm still waiting. But he's also given me peace and contentment still. It's still there. And, you know, sometimes we have to get to the point where when God says wait, that we understand when he's ready for us to come out of that waiting season, he'll make the next move. And it took me a while to understand that and to know what that meant. And I just, you know, that phrase, if it seems slow, wait for it. Sometimes it feels that way. And I'll be honest, most of the time when my birthday comes around, it's not a real happy time for me. But this year, it was like the number 37. I just felt like, you know what? This year, I'm going to make this year my best year yet. Even if I don't get everything that I want and desire in this year, I'm going to remember this year, this age, 37, as being the year that I said, you know what, God? You want me to step out and do it? I'll do it. If you want me to praise like nobody is watching, I'll do it. If you want me to speak out and to be obedient to whatever you ask of me, I'll do it. Even if I'm exhausted and I'm weary in body, I'll do it. I'll sing in the choir. I won't decline singing a special. I'll be at prayer meeting in church and I'll give it my all even when I'm tired and exhausted in body because I want to be whatever God wants me to be. I don't want to be the hindrance of getting the promises that I desire the most. And I feel like sometimes that's exactly what I do. That's what we all do sometimes. We hold back God from giving us what he wants to give us so much. And it was almost like when I went to bed the night before my birthday. And when I woke up that morning, God woke me up early. And I just laid there in the bed. And the first thought that popped in my mind is today's going to be a good day. And this year, it's going to be great. I, I don't, it's just, I mean, it just, that's just what popped in my mind. And sometimes you have to be positive, even in the middle of a trial, even in the middle of brokenheartedness and insecurities and just intimidation. I mean, there, there's so many different things that, that can happen in life, but you still have to be positive. And my pastor um, he has a sister 
And I, I love her. She's so sweet. Her name is Diane. And she's had some hard hits. And every time you ask her how she's doing, she said, I'm living my best life yet. She's positive about everything in it. And it just is so uplifting. I love when you talk to her and she says that. Because if everybody felt like that, and I know it's hard to be positive all the time. I know that it's hard to be positive. But, you know, sometimes we hold ourselves back. And I just, you know, I feel like this is all over the place. And I hope it's not boring and just not clear to you. But just remember this. Even in a season of waiting, when it seems slow, God will not delay. It will surely come. It will not delay. So if you're in that waiting season, if you are what you feel like is stuck, pray about it. Seek the face of God about it. Read your Bible and ask God to lead you in the Bible to a place. Anytime I have ever requested of God to give me a word, when I open my Bible, it's almost like he's flipping through my Bible, showing me, hey, right here, I, I did this promise for David. And look right here. This is what I told Habakkuk. I told him to wait, but it was going to happen. So my guess for tonight, if you are feeling like God is moving slow and giving you your answer, just wait for it. Don't give up. Don't shut God out. Just know this. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it make it happen. I just, that phrase is just, I can just, I can almost hear God saying it to me when I'm in that, when I'm in that moment of despair and I'm thinking, God, are you even listening to me right now? And it's almost like immediately that phrase has come back to my mind this year over and over again. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. I believe that for me. But I just I just wanted to share tonight, if it seems slow, wait for it. Because God is moving and He will work in your situation. God bless and have a great night and a wonderful week. Thank you again so much for listening. If you have any questions or prayer requests you would like me to help with, you can message me on Instagram or you can email me at shly.cat86 at gmail.com. Again, that is shly.cat86 at gmail.com. God bless and have a wonderful week.